You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Any friends, etc., spending more than 30 minutes at the dwelling will need to pay rent. It's a room of one's own with Auckland renters advocate Celine on 95 BFM. Kia ora, Celine. Kia ora. How's it going? Not too bad. Beautiful day outside, though. Um, excellent. Love to see it. All right, well, there's been some absolutely wild texts coming through. We're going to start with one we just got before. It says, My flatmates and I accidentally set fire to the deck at our house and the fire service had to be called. It's not too bad. We think we can get away with it by painting over it and pushing some furniture into the corner that we set on fire. Do we need to tell the landlord and are we liable for any costs? Uh, yeah, this is a this is not a it's not a great great situation. Um, no, no, fire is always a bad it's one. It's a stressful thing. So I guess my advice would be uh, often how we frame uh, residential the Re- residential tenancies acts or uh, like relations between landlords and tenants is that it's shared responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. If there's any chance at a further date that this might be something that comes to light, yeah. um, which I think is probably quite likely, given there's also a record with the fire service, stuff like that, I would say just honesty probably is maybe the best policy in terms of um, being upfront to begin with and then uh, it won't come back to bite you later because yeah. you're meant to kind of report as soon as something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might want to talk to tenancy services given it's... Um, uh, I guess I'm not sure how severe the fire damage is. Yeah, they've that texted in a little bit more context. <laughs> okay, they never <laughs> fix any of the problems with the house when okay. they ask. Yeah, they say what difference is a little fire going to make? Yeah, it, the context makes it different. I feel like I can't um, advise to hide no, fire damage really. It's a tough one. But um, I think. Uh, if you do your research online, use the resources available to you, maybe call tenancy services as the like government mm-hmm. hotline, get some advice, and then you kind of know what your relationship is with that landlord. But yeah. my advice is, yeah, your job is to tell them as soon as possible. If they're not following up on the other side, then maybe that might change what you do. But yeah. um, uh, be careful, I guess. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> a theoretical two-way street. You yep. can do all you can. Yep. Okay, the next one is our property management company has changed and the old company issued a rent increase before they left. But we got a new email from the new company recently saying that our rent is still the old price. Can we go off this new statement? I'm not totally sure about this because I guess it's slightly more of a legal or financial thing. So I'd just be careful given it's financial. But if that's the new company and they're saying the new price, um, I would go with that one. You could also check with tenancy services in case there's something I'm not aware of in terms of how this works legally. But um, I'm sure the problem can't be too big if you pay the new price and then at some point they find out. Mm there'd been a higher price, I'm sure you're not really going to be blamed yeah. for that miscommunication. Seems like a comms error. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Someone's also texted in more of a pre-living question, but I went to a flat viewing and it was advertised as three bedrooms, but one of those bedrooms couldn't have been more than a wardrobe and had a really small window. I was wondering if there are any regulations on what can actually be advertised as a room. Yeah, this is a really good question. And I think something that mm, a lot of people will have had experience with. I know looking for two bedroom places 
uh, it was incredible the types of things that were shown as the second bedroom. Yes, can confirm. Yeah. I've been to flat viewings and been like, this, there's no way. Yeah, so a human lives here and then there's a room for a dog <laughs> yeah. or... A little small rodent. Uh, but unfortunately, well, this might not help too much, but um, so basically our landlords, the Residential Tenancies Act doesn't kind of do that work of, uh, of regulating... Mm that element of it but landlords need to be complying with all of this different relevant legislation so everything about um, building health safety they need to be across that and aware of what's a habitable building legally Mm -hmm. so that's where you really um, have those guidelines and they're often administered through uh, your local councils as well but there are some basic tenants to, to do with that so one Bedrooms need to have a minimum width of 1.8 metres, minimum floor to ceiling height of 1.5 metres, and a minimum area of six square metres. This is a single bedroom. Right. So if it's got two people sleeping in it, it needs to be bigger. Oh, okay. Um, This is for a single bedroom, and it needs to have a window to the outdoors. So the outdoors is relevant, because I've also been to weird flat viewings where the window is to, like, another room in the house. No. What? Yeah. There's some weird buildings out there, man. Yeah, it has to be an external wall. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so it needs to have outside airflow. Okay, yep, I've definitely... <laughs> and, and so if you do come across one of those, on I know um, Renters United at one point, they had people that had found someone trade me. So I think if you find anything like that, if you go to any flat viewings, I would report them to whoever you can think of, mm-hmm. whether that's just telling Renters United, advocacy group, you could, if they're on trade me, you could also tell trade me, yeah. um, because they're not supposed to be advertising that them. Seems like weird consumer also, law. Yeah. I always knew my room was small, but I think you've just revealed that my room is the minimum smallness. <laughs> I think Two metres by three metres. That's six metres squared, right? Isn't it? Is it? Oh, I can't oh, do that. No, we're not doing maths <laughs> on live radio. That's a couple of cameras. Okay. We can, we can come back to that later. <laughs> Next question. Someone said they had a flat inspection and they came back to some of their belongings moved around. Ooh. Are there rules about what property managers can meddle with during that stuff? I think the word meddle is the key word there it's sinister yeah that seems very sinister it's very um the family if anyone (laughs) which is bad (laughs) bad vibes um so i'm not entirely sure about this but it doesn't sound good to me Mm -hmm. um so if it's a flat viewing for new tenants or if it's a viewing for prospective buyers of a property something like this um tenants uh a landlord must have the tenant's permission to do kind of these visits but tenants also can't unreasonably withhold permission so um you kind of can't say no but you can set reasonable conditions i would assume one of those that wouldn't need to be stated with that you don't move our things around Mm -hmm. um but you might need to be more um upfront about that but i would definitely call tenancy services and just check on the legality of that because it doesn't have a good um, energy to me, but I'm not entirely sure legally where that sits. Something mm. smells off, but it's hard to know what. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Celine. It is clearly very cooked out there. So the people, <laughs> they appreciate you. And so we appreciate good luck. You. Yeah, good luck is the bottom line. Um, but we'll put all of the links to all of those resources in the podcast if you would like to listen back or investigate some more stuff. We will see you in a fortnight. See you soon. Thank you, Celine. A plague on both your investment houses. That was a room of one's own with Auckland renters advocate, Celine.
That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.